Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kudla. I'm Jesper Dion. I'm Henry Laksan. I am Francisco Segundolo. And you are listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. It's quarterfinal time at the US Open. A very exciting US Open with a few different names showing up in the quarterfinals. We obviously lost Rafael Nadal out of the draw last night. TFO taking his place and he will face Andre Rublev in this quarterfinal. But we're going to be starting off, I think, uh, with Berrettini because it will be the first match going on uh, today. And that's an exciting one because Casper Ruud, chance to get to a, a first hardcourt semi-final. And also world number one. He's got still the possibility of <laughs> being world number one, which is ridiculous. Um, but let's get into this one. This is the men's one. We'll be doing a women's one straight after, sort of 20 minutes on both. And we should probably start with, I know you said Berrettini, but let's just wind back a set because Rafael Nadal went out yesterday. Yeah. And the repercussions of Rafael Nadal going out means Ooh. none of these four. None of the goats yeah. who we love are not going to be in the draw. So we're not going to see him in the quarterfinals for, well, let's have a look here. So it's an end of an era. The first slam since 2003 without any of the big three or Serena in the quarterfinals. So wow. it seemed like this is an end of, well, the end of the, the year, an end of an era. Yeah. Federer obviously never entered. Djokovic never entered. Serena had a great memorable event, was close to doing something special. Rafa was close yet again to get into the quarterfinals, but wasn't able to. And I think we need to pause a second just to take this moment in because these four now, we're not going to start with... I don't think we're going to see them uh, in the back end of slams as much as we are used to. Yeah, and we're never going to see them all together in a slam again. And that's... The sad reality, unless Serena makes some massive U-turn on her decision uh, and Federer suddenly starts 
coming back and playing like he was a 20-year-old again. I don't think it's going to happen. But, and obviously Rafa having a child now. Djokovic, will he be allowed into any Grand Slams <laughs> anytime soon? I mean, I it's know. been a good run. They've had a, <laughs> not had a bad yeah. run. Meadow, they're saying nearly two year, two decades of dominance. Yeah, it's for incredible. These. It's been insane and it is coming to the end. We've got here beyond the big three <clears> because <throat> the US Open specifically has been have the well, it sort of had the changing of the guard a little bit sooner than the rest because we've had some new champions in recent years. You can see here Dominic Team in 2020, yep. Medvedev 2021. Who's going to be filling this spot in 2022? It is going to be a new slam champion, guaranteed. Chilich went out to to Alcaraz yesterday. So whatever happens, it is going to be a new face in this spot here. It's interesting, isn't it? That we're going to, the last three slam champions will have all been their first time grand slam uh, champion. And obviously Dominic team defeating Zverev. Zverev would have been one as well. And Djokovic obviously lost to Medvedev last year. And now, well, who who will it be? Well, we're going to give our predictions on who we think is going to go through these quarterfinals. And I'm sure we're probably going to be pushing quite close to the final and giving some takes on who is now the favourite. Uh, I know that you have got your favourite. but Yeah, for sure. Well, let's get into it. So these are the quarterfinals. So they have been set for the US Open. We've got Nick Kyrgios versus Karen Hatchinoff. Berrettini mm. versus Kasparud. So that makes up the top half. On yep. the bottom half, Yannick Sinner, Carlos Alcaraz, and Andre Rublev, Francis TFO. I mean, out of all of these matchups, the one that shocks me the most, of course, is Andre Rublev, TFO. Yep. I don't think many people would have had them two meeting each other in a quarterfinal. That's insane. Of course, yeah. Karen Hatchinov as well as another one you wouldn't have expected to have got this far. But I guess the others you'd make a case for. I think a lot of people had the Sinner Adkaraz one. I know I did. Uh, Berrettini, I had him also going that far. I think with Kasparud as well. So them ones make sense. The top two, not so much. Yeah, I mean, Andre Rublev, this is his best opportunity now to get to his first ever Grand Slam semi-final. Uh, can he do it? Um, he's been to the quarterfinal, is it five times before, uh, different slams. Uh, Wimbledon, the only one he hasn't got to the quarterfinal of. Can he do it? I mean, I think he'll be quietly confident in his own ability. Just defeated Cam Norrie in convincing fashion. And that's not an easy thing to do. We were bigging up Cam Norrie, saying we thought he was the favourite going into that. And Rublev completely uh, blew that out of the water, didn't he? So, <clears throat> interesting. Exactly. So let's start with Berrettini Kasparud, because I know that's the first one up. Yeah. And that is going to be taking place in about three, four hours' time. Yep. And where do you want to begin with it? Um, well, let's start off with uh, their head-to-head, I think, because it's interesting. They they barely play each other on hardcourt. They've only played each other on hardcourt once before, and that was at the US Open. And that was in 2020, and Berrettini beat him in straight sets. Six four six four six two, so and all the other occasions have been on clay. And we've had Rude won their last meeting in Gastad, Berrettini won the meeting before that in Madrid, and then we had. Uh, so it seems like the slower surfaces Rude wins, the faster surfaces uh, Berrettini wins. So French Open Rude, 
Rome, Rude, Gustad Rude, Madrid and US okay. Open. So looks like the hard court surfaces or the fast surfaces, Berrettini looks to be the, the favourite. And he's not dropped a set when he does beat Rude. That should be noted as well. Interesting. I think based off all of that, you'd have to say Berrettini has a good chance, despite Casper Rude being the bookie's favourite. That's not. So I thought that me. was quite interesting. I think you what get good value. I think it's Put dropped money down to now. 1.9 each now, but a lot oh, of the okay. bookmakers in the UK taking uh, Rude as the favourite. I don't know if they're just getting taken by the seed, by the fact that he's a fifth seed and Berrettini's a 13th. But listen, I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, so the 26-year-old Berrettini heads uh, heading into this class with a 3-2 record in quarter-final matches at slam level. And both them losses came to Novak Djokovic. So he's never lost wow. a quarter-final at a slam to anyone apart from Novak Djokovic. Oh, um, that's mad, isn't And it? in fact, all of his three losses in slams last year were against Djokovic. And his only loss in 2022 was against the eventual champion Rafael Nadal at the Australian Open. So that's something people don't factor into Berrettini. In slams, he's the go-to guy apart from the big three. He's consistently yep. better than Zverev, Sissipas, and even Daniel Medvedev. Yeah. Um, don't forget, he's been to the semi-finals here once before, and he was only defeated by Rafa, obviously. Yep. And there's no Rafa left in the draw now. The so... big three seem to have him, but the others struggle against the Berrettini. And this is why... Um, I don't, are we doing predictions as we go? We can we if should. you want to. Yeah, yeah I think that's... we should get into the prediction for it, because I think Berrettini wins this one quite comfortably and I'm going to go for a 3-1 victory so Berrettini in four I might surprise you I'm, I'm going to be going Berrettini in straight sets as he never dropped a set on hard court or fast surfaces to Casper Ruud I think it continues I think he's it's the serve it's that good and even though he's been to five sets with Davidovich Fakina I just feel that he's got Ruud's number on these fast courts I don't know there's something about Berrettini that this is opening up for him this tournament this is his moment, really. If he wants to take it, there's no big three. Now's your time. So, step up. Casper Rude may be a little bit nervous, the fact that he can be world number one if he yeah, is to win this US so Open. Nuts, that. And looking at it. it as well, Casper Rude probably thinks, you know what, I can beat a lot of these players. Casper yeah. Rude, in theory, has a good chance against a lot of them. The, the maddest thing out of all of this is the highest seeded player left in is Carlos Alcaraz. Yeah. Who, who would have thought Carlos Alcaraz a few years he's going to be a high the highest seed left in the quarterfinals of a Grand Slam? It's incredible. I mean, yeah. what a year that this uh, kid's having, and he could end the year as world number one. I mean, I don't think anybody in their predictions at the end of last year would have, in their wildest dreams, would have had Carlos Alcaraz leading the way on the ATP tour. I mean, what a rise to fame! Place, let's, let's move on to that one. So we did our predictions. We've both gone Berrettini. I've gone in four. You've gone in five, uh, in three. Yep. Moving down to the young guns, the one I think is arguably one of the most exciting on Definitely. paper. That's Yannick Sinner, Carlos Alcaraz. I mean, I watched some highlights this morning when I woke up of Alcaraz Chilich. There was one passage of play where he returned Chilich's serve deep. And then... I think Chilich hit another massive shot and he got that one again. And then another one. And then another one. Alcaraz, his defensive play is outstanding. He can switch a defence to attack so quickly. 
And then he ended it with a volley at the net where it looked like his arm socket was going to come off. <laughs> when you talk about mobility and movement on the court, something Rafael Nadal really struggled with yesterday, Carlos has that in abundance. I mean, the way he moves is very similar to Rafa, a young Rafa. Young, yeah. And this is exactly what it is. He's a young guy on tour who can move extremely well. Sid is going to be in, is going to have a really tough match on his hands. Adkaz will be favourite. However, I know you've got the head-to-head there, so you can maybe go yes. through it. Sinner, I believe, has a better head-to-head against Alcaraz. And most recently at Wimbledon, he was there watching it. Sinner was able to beat him on that day. Indeed. I mean, do we count the challenger in the head-to-head? They played in a challenger first when Alcaraz beat him on clay in Spain. But since they played in the ATP main draw, they played once on each surface, which is really interesting. In Paris, they played. Alcaraz defeated him on the uh, indoor hard courts, two sets to love. Then they played at Wimbledon. That was this year. And we know what happened. Yannick Sinner was incredible, served impeccably. Alcaraz didn't have an answer. He lost three sets to one. And then since then, they played in Umag on the clay. And then Sinner took that form onto the clay as well and defeated him there. So he's won the last two meetings, Yannick Sinner, against Alcaraz and might have the mental edge going into this matchup. He seems to have his number. It is a really tough matchup for Alcaraz, but one we're going to have to cover on the channel. Hopefully it's not the one, the latest match on, like the 130, because that will be disappointing. Yeah, uh, but if I have to give my take on it, I think I'm going to be going for a Carlos Alcaraz victory. I think he's going to get some revenge on Sinner, and I think he's going to win um, in four sets. Wow. And well, both of these players somehow got through their last match, both in five sets as well. I was really shocked when I looked because I thought, oh my word, Alcaraz has gone to five with Chilich. I didn't realise that Sinner had gone to five with Avashka as well. I looked up. Avashka, I've got to give him some credit. What a great tournament that he had. So he didn't get really much press or anything. I think a fantastic performance from Avashka. He can be proud of himself. For me, this one, they've only played once on the hard court before and Alcaraz was the victor there. I know it was indoor. And despite Yannick Sinner doing well at this tournament, I think... Both of them playing five sets. I just have, I've got a feeling there's Interesting something. they both went five sets. I'm surprised the Vasco and Chilich did that to them, but yeah. credit to them both. There's something about the heart desire of Carlos Alcaraz and the fact that he was, uh, last year, he was at the quarterfinal stage as well uh, on his first ever attempt. So I feel that he's just going to be growing. I feel that now he will have the belief in himself that he can go now to the semifinals. I think Carlos Alcaraz will do it, but I think it's going to be in five sets again. <laughs> that's Gosh. my. I know. I, that's. I feel those two. That is one of the best matchups we're going to see so many times. Yeah. But yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, it's the tie of the quarterfinals. Um, definitely, really looking forward to it. We've both gone Alcaraz. So so far, we've got two out of two. The same players, Berrettini and Alcaraz. Let's go to the bottom before we do Nick Kyrgios. Yeah, and Andre Rublev, Francis TFO. I think we've got to start with TFO, the 22 seed, knocked out the number two seed. We had all the twos in that one. Yeah. And Rafael Nadal struggled against a man who played phenomenal tennis. And you've got to be asking questions here. If Francis TFO repeats the performance he did against Rafa yesterday, can he not win the whole thing? 
You'd think he could beat anybody playing like that. But because I only... don't think I don't I think he beats Rublev playing like that. I think he can beat an Alcaraz or Sinner playing like that. He he just he was serving 137 mile hour an hour aces. As as great as Alcaraz and Sinner are at returning, I don't think they can get them back. And the power he was hitting from the baseline, his movement, the volleys, he just had a perfect match. My yeah. fear with TFO is we've seen him do this before where he has good matches. And it follows up with something which is very average. Against Sissipas, he knocked him out of Wimbledon a few years back. And then the next round, I think he just... I think maybe he got through the next one. But yeah. then after that, he struggled. And he, he can very, he can, he can have the highest of performances followed by a very mediocre one. And I'm worried that that's going to be the case against Rublev and he just loses in a straight set. Well, uh, it's going to be a real tough one. Andre Rublev, he looks like he's got the the bit between his teeth. And the, one of the main things I think that Rublev will be liking in this tournament is he doesn't have to play another Russian until at least the final. So <laughs> he's going to be happy. No Russians on the way. Not going to have to play Medvedev. He's gone. And if anything, if he had to play Hatchinov, he probably would fancy his chances against yep. him. But Andre Rublev, TFO, if TFO turns up again... Oh, it's going to be incredible. He's reached the fourth round the last two years. Now he's got to the quarterfinals. His best ever result in a slam was quarterfinals in Australia back in 2019, where he defeated uh, Dimitrov in the first round. Uh, in the fourth round, sorry, not for first round. Hey, who's that, sorry? Francis TFO, but then he went out to Rafa in the quarterfinals in oh, Australia. So the maddest thing is in that year as well, let's wind back to 2019, because mm. TFO played Rublev in 2019. And exactly. they went to five sets and TFO beat him in a fifth set, 6-1. That was 2021, that one. Sorry, last 2021, apologies. Yeah, yeah. So last year's US Open, they played each other and TFO, as the underdog, beat Rublev. Yes, he did indeed. A massive underdog, like 3-1 to one underdog. Yeah. He came through 6-1 in the final set as well. Quite convincing. Um, Andre Rublev might be having flashbacks. So that's why I'm going to be going for... Francis TFO to do it again. And sorry, Andre Rublev, you're not making your first Grand Slam semi-final. I know that there's going to be some people that are going to be attacking me now in the live chat. Some real big Rublev fans we know we have on GTL. Just something about TFO this tournament. He only dropped one set, and that was to Rafa. He's been impeccable other than that. And I think he does this in four. And have a look at this one. So this is wow! How young Rublev look there? And TFO <laughs> in what? the 2014 Junior quarterfinals at the US Open. So they've played a quarterfinal at the US Open before. Um, it's bad. I don't even have the stat of who won that one. Does anyone know in the live chat? I'm sure someone knows. I'm uh, I thought it. it'd be on here. I'll have but a quick look. You can see them embracing. Look how young they were. They have played. Before it was also amazing to see. I did see a TFO hitting with Rafael Nadal. Um, I think that was back in was it 20? I think it was a long time ago. TFO looked like a real young, like a little boy, to be honest. He looked about 15 years old, TFO and he was won. hitting with Rafael Nadal. So TFO won this one as well, did he? He won at the yeah, he won at the US Open in 2014. It was 6 1, 5 7, 6 4. Interesting. So that's another little piece in the puzzle you've gone for tfo i'm also going tfo the bookies have it even another one which even i mean a lot of these are so close i think the only one that's yeah. not going to be close is kyrgios hatchinov kyrgios will be a big favorite for that um, but at the bottom one i'm going to have tfo winning and i'm going to have him winning in five sets 
Wow. Five set thriller. That will be exciting. Your one? Four sets. For Four TFL. sets. Okay. So we've still got the same opponents. Let's go to the top because I'm pretty sure we're going to have the same for that as well. <laughs> Nick Kyrgios, Kyrgios, Karen Hatchinoff. We've not usually got a lot of good things to say about Hatchinoff, to be honest. But I think we've got to give him some praise for the tournament yes. he's had. Incredible. I mean, he, he's somebody that we write off quite often. And I thought he was even going to go out to Draper. I thought Draper was the better player on the day. And he actually got really unlucky by coming off injured. That just puts it into perspective how far Jack Draper might have been able to have gone in this tournament as well. The fact Hatchinov is where he is. But he still had to get through Booster. And that is not an easy thing. And he did it in five sets. And some of those sets were really convincing as well. He breadsticked him in the, in the third set, which I thought, wow, he must have been serving so well that day to be able to do that to Kalenio Buster. Um, I, I, I'm sort of lost for words for Hatchinov. I, I didn't expect him to be here at all. No. And he's really surprised me. Well done to him. Yeah, Nick Kiro, someone who hasn't surprised me. I had him come into this round. I had him beating Daniel Medvedev. That's exactly what happened. And he beat him quite comfortably in the end. I mean, yeah. he was hitting balls the wrong side of the net, Nick Kyrgios. He was giving points away at critical moments and just had far too much for, for, for the Russian. He's beaten the Russian in the last round. Can he do it again? I can't see a way he doesn't. I said to you, if he beats Medvedev, he's going to be favourite for the US Open. I'm sure you agree now. Um, that he yeah, is I mean, definitely the favourite. I think I past. do have some stats as well to support it. So we've got the bookies odds here in the UK. So let's have a look at these. Nick Kyrgios currently the favourite 2.5. We've got Adkaz at 3s, Sinner at 6s, Berrettini at 11s, Rude at 13, Rublev 15, TFO 17 and Hatchinoff not given a chance really at 26. Uh, I think that's quite fair. But you can see Kyrgios currently the favourite to make the U talked favorite to make the US Open final and to win. Wow, I mean, pretty big favorite right now. Uh, it's quite interesting. The head to head, let's go through that quickly. It's 1 1 in the head to head between Hatchinov and Kyrgios. They played once in Cincinnati and it was Hatchinov winning in three sets. And they played once at a Grand Slam at the Australian Open and it went five sets. So, and there were four tie breaks in that match. So, 10-8 in the final fifth set tiebreak to Kyrgios. And bear in mind that we're all going to keep saying it's probably a different Kyrgios, which yep. granted it probably was. And Hatchinov, this is the furthest he's uh, ever got on a hard court Grand Slam now. The quarterfinals, he's never done it before uh, Australia or the US. He's done it at the French and Wimbledon. So this is a first for him as well. Will he be a deer in the headlights? I think he may be, unfortunately. I think that Kyrgios and the antics may be a bit too much. We know Hatchinov can get annoyed on the court as well. I'm not sure he's the right person to be playing this. And Nick Kyrgios could get under his skin easily. Well, this is what Medvedev had to say about Kyrgios. He said, I've played Novak and Rafa. They are amazing. Tonight, Nick was at the same level, in my opinion, in a different style. So that's the words of Daniel Medvedev, former world number one before this event. We've yeah. also got a stat here for Hatchinoff. It's quite interesting. Okay. He's currently on a six-match winning streak against Aussies and hasn't lost such a matchup since last year's ATP Marseille, where he suffered a big upset at the hands of experienced Matthew Ebden. So wow. he's doing well. He's on a six-match winning streak against Australian players. He likes playing the Aussies, Hatchinoff. Uh, so that's in his favour. 
But still, I don't really give him much chance. The way Kyrgios is playing is just phenomenal. I mean... It's, yeah, it's another level, isn't it? So, on that basis, I think I'm going to have to go Nick straight sets. Yeah, and I think one of the telling factors in this match is how is your return game? We were saying that Medvedev has an amazing return game and look what he got. He got one set just. Yep. And I don't think Hatchinov's return game is on the same level. His serving is really good. But if his serve's not popping, I don't think that he... Uh, I th- I'm going to go Kyrgios in four. I'm not going in okay. straights. I think Hatchinov, based upon that... I mean, that... Kyrgios can always give away a set for sure. And Gary break. makes a good point here saying the Kyrgios that played two nights ago wins this tournament. Let's see if that Kyrgios shows up. Yeah, I think it's four because I think based upon their last matchup, there was four tie breaks. And they can go either way when you've got like big servers. I'll give Hatchinov, just for his great tournament, he can have a set, mate. Okay. And uh, just a one back to the other day. Do you think, are you going to say on the podcast I was right about Kiros being favourite? Because you yeah, like to argue with me at the time. I don't know if you were just winding me up. I was just winding you up because it was funny. I was telling I'm you still... what, what I was saying is t- come straight. <laughs> if it happened exactly how I said. I even said the four sets. I could see you getting more annoyed the more I kept saying it. So I kept on probing at the same uh, narrative. But yeah, you were right. Yeah, as soon as Kyrgios uh, knocked Medvedev out, became the hot favourite. I, I think it was the style that he did it in as well. I don't think it, if he would have just gone through and there would have been lots of controversy, he Yeah, you'd have to amazing. look at the match to see if he was going to be. But the way it played out, definitely. I mean, it was 6-1, I think, in the last set against Medvedev, wasn't it? Yeah, I think 6-2. He, 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 yeah, he battered it. It's certainly a com- comfortable one, regardless. Uh, just quickly, because I did miss a stat I wanted to talk about, and that's for Yannick Sinner because he's now the first ATP player born in the 2000s to reach the quarterfinals of every Grand Slam. Wow. And, and three of them have happened this year. Australian Open, Wimbledon, US Open, and Roland Garros was in 2020. So, yeah, the three best results in the same year. That is outstanding. The first player born in the 2000s. This is a stat he'll always be able to keep with him to reach the quarterfinals in every slam. Consistent wow. across all the surfaces. Incredible. It's only going to get better, I think, for him. He's going to that's going to turn into semi finals and then eventually into just finals, I think. For and, and part Sinner. of me wouldn't mind if he won the whole thing. I would really get, I'd right. get behind a Yannick Sinner US Open victory here. Yeah, I mean, it would give him like finally, uh, or finally put him on the map for like, there's too many people who are just like a bit like, oh, Sinner's good, but he's never, he's not quite ever competed at the Grand Slam level. Now's your time. I mean, there's no, for all of those eight players left in, they've really got to be thinking this is the opportunity of a lifetime now. You can yep. go in and you can win your first ever Grand Slam. There's only a certain number of players left and they're all beatable. Like You have to look at each of those players and you could think, TFO is probably thinking Rublev. He's not Rafa. I could probably beat him. Probably looking at all of these players. And you can make a case for all of them yeah. to be able to beat some one of the other opponents. It doesn't exactly. seem like any of them are that one-sided. Nope. I guess Hatchinoff, if I'm being entirely honest, seems like the odd one out. You could make a case for TFO, but the way he played in the last match, I mean, I mean, he's probably could be one of the best. But, we, but could even be, we could be looking at Kyrgios TFO final if they play their best tennis you've seen this event. <sighs> Imagine that sir, the serves in that match. <laughs> it's going to be outrageous. You have to get a new shot clock machine. No, not shot clock, a uh, speed clock well, They have to change the balls a bit sooner. They'll probably get wet, wore down after every, one Every two game. games. <laughs> but, yeah, but just to go over it, quick recap, because we're going to be doing the women's now. Um, we've gone for Kyrgios here, me and Ben. Yep. We've gone for Berrettini here. 
Adkalaz here and TFO. So we've got the same semi-final matchups, which would be Adkalaz, TFO, Berrettini versus Kyrgios. Different ways of doing it. I don't think we even agreed on any of the sets, if I'm honest. No. Um, but yeah, that's our thoughts. Let us know yours in the comments section below uh, or in the live chat right now. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be doing the women's one very soon. If you haven't already, please give us a like on this video. Subscribe if you're new. This has been GTL's quarterfinal predictions. Make sure to join us for the matches. We're going to be covering all of them from here on out. Um, so, yeah, you don't want to go anywhere. Right. See you in a few minutes for the See women's. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.